Welcome to Eagles 360, Eagles insider Dave Spadaro along with Chris McPherson. You just heard from head coach Chip Kelly. It's been a long, rainy day here at the NovaCare Complex. The Eagles preparing for the Miami Dolphins. And, you know, Chris, the question that people really aren't asking this week, the question that I let down, classic opportunity here to let down. Why will this Eagles team not let down against a struggling Miami Dolphins team? Well, there's two things I want to keep an eye on. First and foremost, the rushing attack. We saw how the Dolphins were unable to stop the Buffalo Bills as Carlos Williams and LaShawn McCoy each gained 100 yards last Sunday. Also, a lot of people are wondering about wide receiver Jarvis Landry. Will he cause a problem in the slot after what Cole Beasley did? You forget, folks, that the Cowboys have so many other options. Des Bryant, Jason Witten, who else are you concerned about with that Dolphins attack? You can focus your energy on Jarvis Landry. And also, the crowd is going to be electric. Mm -hmm. They're excited about the win on Sunday over the Cowboys. So I think with all those things combined, that's why they'll avoid the letdown yeah, factor. Well, as the Eagles get into the second half of the season and we get into the show, Chris and I will have some suggestions on how the Eagles can improve and really finish strong down the stretch here in 2015. We also have a visit from the voice of the Philadelphia Eagles, Merrill Reese. But right now, we want you to get caught up with everything going on. We send you out to the training field for our Eagles 360 update. Hi, everyone. I'm Alex Smith, and this is your 360 update. Thursday was the final day of media availability this week as the Eagles get set for Sunday afternoon's matchup against the Miami Dolphins. Today inside the locker room we heard from Eagles safety Malcolm Jenkins as he makes his return to the lineup following a concussion suffered earlier in the week. Today Jenkins spoke about how this team is coming together under strong leadership. Well, I think we're going to take it one game at a time, um, and this game is just as important as last game. Uh, I think the, the most encouraging thing is that we started to see some personality from um, different guys on the team and, and and we learned a little bit about ourselves I think um, and so the, the main thing is having the same preparation or, or better preparation this week than we did last week um, having the same or better energy this week um, from everybody and so now that you know some guys have shown their true colors Sam was really fired up um, DeMarco was more fired up than I've ever seen him and now we need that same thing every single week not just you know Dallas week or uh, a divisional game, but you know, all these games are going to require our all to, to win, and um, you know, that's the fun part of this game. Meanwhile, on the offensive side of the ball, we heard from running back DeMarco Murray, who spoke about how the Eagles' offense is clicking at the right time. Yeah, obviously, I mean, I think any game or any team, you want to start being physical, you want to start by the run, so I think we've um, kind of, you know, set the precedence early and, and try to, you know, do it throughout the course of the game, and it's, it's worked in our favor. I think it's just, you know, finding different ways to run the ball. You know, I think you're, you're comfortable at running the ball, you know, no matter what, but I think Chip gives us good opportunities, uh, whether it's mid-zone, inside zone, or or stretch. You know, I think we're, we're attacking it a different way, so it kind of, you know, um, the defense can't just key in on one running scheme. Murray was a spectator on the sidelines during that 41-yard touchdown strike from Sam Bradford to Jordan Matthews to finish off the Cowboys, but from his vantage point, he liked what he saw. Yeah, obviously when you're running the ball well and, you know, you get guys a bite and, and, and whatnot on the play face. So I think Jordan ran a heck of a route. Sam sold it and the offense line sold it, you know, across the ball. So I think, um, you know, all 11 guys were on the same page and, and it worked. And finally, an injury update here from the Novacare Complex. Guard Josh Andrews and safety Jerome Coupland did not participate in today's practice, while left tackle Jason Peters was limited. Meanwhile, safety Malcolm Jenkins, as I mentioned earlier, was a full participant. And for all the latest Eagles coverage, be sure to keep it right here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com.
Thanks so much, Alex. A reminder that Chip Kelly's press conference from just a short time ago, available on demand on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. So after you're done with us, you can hear what the coach said to the media. His final media briefing for this week. We'll talk to Merrill Reese in a bit. We'll talk about Lane Johnson in depth a little bit later in the show. But when we return to Eagles 360, this guy over here, Chris McPherson, is going to go behind enemy lines. Alan Pupar from Dolphin Digest. Which Dolphins team is it? The one that won two games to start Dan Campbell's regime or the one that's gotten pounded the last two weeks? Hi, my name is Jim Taylor. I've been with Acme for 34 years. Our Lancaster brand beef is the best around. We cut our meat fresh every day. We actually have customers come from other stores just for our meat. Freshness is our number one priority. No one beats our fresh fish. We have the freshest apples, the crispiest lettuce. Fresh produce is what we do. We do the best cake decorating in the area, hands down. 123 years strong. Come on in, you'll see the changes, you'll feel it, you'll love it. 130 yards now. Bill's got a very tough lie here. Looks like we have some sort of sea monster in the water hazard here. I believe that's a Kraken, Bruce. It looks like he's gonna go with the nine iron. That may not be enough club. Well, he's definitely gonna lose a stroke on this hole. If you're a golf commentator, you whisper. It's what you do. If you wanna save 15% or more on car insurance, you switch to Geico. It's what you do. This golf course is electric. I got tickets, metro tickets. You need a metro ticket, talk to me, please. How do I even know these are real tickets? Yeah, you know, you just touch it. How do I know they're legit? Is the, this leather legit? I mean, how do we really know? It looks good, right? Is the metro paying you to do this? No, I'm paying myself. I gotta oh, make profit. Makes more sense. Does a baby need a metro ticket? I'll give her one on me. These tickets, they're not stealing your soul. You can look at them. Man, nobody wants to buy tickets from a guy on the street. I don't understand. Welcome back to Eagles 360. I'm Eagles insider Dave Spadaro. Time for Chris McPherson to take over the show here. He's got Alan Pupar from Dolphins Digest talking about a struggling Dolphins team that comes to town on Sunday. This Sunday, the Eagles welcome the Miami Dolphins to Lincoln Financial Field. And to learn more about them, we're about to go behind enemy lines presented by Grady Raid here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. I'm Chris McPherson, pleased to be joined by Alan Pupar, the editor of Dolphin Digest. Alan, after a one and three start, the Dolphins fired Joe Philbin and made the transition to interim head coach Dan Campbell. They've gone two and two in their last four games. So give me the state of the Dolphins coming into this Sunday's matchup. Uh, staggering a bit after the back-to-back -back losses against New England and Buffalo. Uh, a, because they were division losses, which put them at 0-4 in the division, but more so because they weren't all that competitive in either game. I mean, they were beaten pretty soundly, yet they remain optimistic that they can turn things around and get something accomplished in the second half of the season. And by something, I mean uh, even including the possibility of making a push for the playoffs, uh, which would be a first for the team since the 2008 season. Alan, in your opinion, how has quarterback Ryan Tannehill performed in the second year of Bill Lazor's program as the offensive coordinator? Uh, unfortunately, I would say he's been up and down. He has games where he's very accurate, makes very good, quick decisions, and there's other games where he struggles a little bit uh, in terms of the pocket presence, which has been an issue for him since he joined the Dolphins uh, back in 2012. 
they don't seem to have used them as much uh, to run the zone read this season as they did last year, and that was a really good element to the Dolphin offense in that it kept opposing defenses on their toes uh, and then created a little bit more variety in the offense because one of the issues they have is they do not throw the ball down it's still a whole lot. They do a, an awful lot of short passing to Jarvis Landry, who has been absolutely lights out, uh, I should point out, to Richard Matthews. Uh, they've been using Lamar Miller on screen passes quite a bit recently, and he's done a very good job with that. Uh, but it's been inconsistent. They've also struggled in the red zone uh, at times finishing drives. So uh, to sum it up, he's had his moments, but it's been a little bit too inconsistent, more inconsistent than you'd like to see in the second season of the Bill Major. Alan, with Dan Campbell coming in as the interim head coach, what have been the biggest changes on the offensive and defensive sides of the football? I think overall you, you just see a team that, that's playing harder. I mean, I know it sounds trite, but it, it's just true. They came out with so much energy in their first game under Campbell at Tennessee uh, and won 38-10, and it just had a different feel to the team. It just looked like... And I hate, to, I hate to use the term that they didn't care in the first four games under Joe Philbin, but it, it seemed that there was, it was a lethargic group. Uh, and then Dan Campbell comes in, he did a whole bunch of different stuff at practice, like different types of competitions. He had like, uh, like a Frisbee competition. He had a tug-of-war competition, a whole bunch of different things, uh, a couple of assistant coaches doing races. And, and it seemed to energize the team uh, and that really made a big difference in terms of, of schematics. Don't know that you see a whole lot of difference. Maybe they've done uh, a subtle change on defense where they're, they're more attacking, a little bit less reactive than they were in the first four games. Uh, but it's nothing overly drastic, uh, either on offense or on defense. The biggest thing has been they've just been playing with a, a whole lot more energy. Alan, on Sunday, the Bills rushed uh, for over 100 yards with both LaShawn McCoy and Carlos Williams. What will the Dolphins do differently knowing they're going against DeMarco Murray and Ryan Matthews this Sunday? Uh, a whole lot, I would hope, because it was ugly. Um, and it started right off the bat. I mean, they held on Buffalo's first drive, and they had a, the, the safety on their very first offensive snap with a, with a bad snap from uh, Mike Fauci out of shotgun. And then when Buffalo got the ball back, they had a 48-yard touchdown from a guy you, you guys know very well, Cecilia LaShawn McCoy. And it just seemed that the Dolphin defenders throughout the game were taking bad angles. It wasn't even so much an issue of a whole lot of missed tackles because a lot of times they weren't anywhere near position to make tackles. Uh, Coach Campbell this week talked about, like, bad fits, uh, and that's what it looked like. It looked like the guys were not reading things properly. They were not in the right positions. Uh, I mean, it was a mess. I mean, it was 266 yards was the final tally, and, it was every bit as ugly as those numbers would indicate. I would imagine they're going to do a lot better, but that's obviously the number one concern if you're the Dolphins coming into this game. Alan Pupar, the editor of Dolphin Digest, thank you very much for taking us behind enemy lines, presented by Gatorade here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. Thanks so much, Chris. Thanks, Alain. And now we head into a break. When we return, Chris is coming back here, and we're going to talk about some improvements that we think this Eagles team can make as the final eight games of this regular season beckon. 
With Xfinity, stream your recordings anywhere or download them to your smartphone or tablet to watch when you're offline. Oh, now that would be nice. Let's take it on the train. Awesome. Or on a plane. This will work in a plane. You can even watch on the moon. <laughs> Call or click today. I stepped to Philly. I stepped to Philly. Yo stepped to Philly? The bus. The trolley. The train. Route 124. Route 23. I stepped to Philly. The 17 to training. Jenkintown. To her house. His house. To Betsy's house. City Hall. FTC. Delco. Media. To work. To school. To the mall. Abuelas. Broad Street. To the game. I stepped to Philly. Anywhere. What makes a temple owl? Meet Stella. She's wise, fierce, and she's not alone. Temple University, where owls call home. We are the cherry and white. The city is our classroom, and we lead the rush hour, making our mark on every field around the world. A world without temple, well, that's like the sky without the North Star. Temple, never stopping. Dunkin's new sweet black pepper bacon sandwich with double the slices of caramelized crispy peppered bacon. It's the bacon experience you've been waiting for. Bacon up. America runs on Dunkin'. Try a one-week fantasy football league on FanDuel today. Home to more winners than any other site. Go to FanDuel.com for your free account now. We welcome you back. It's Eagles 360, Dave Spadaro, Chris McPherson. We're talking Eagles. We're talking improvements. This team has, I think, gotten a lot better since September. 4-4 four and four record right in the thick of things in the NFC East. But, Chris, if you had to point to a couple of areas, what would you like to see the Eagles do better starting on Sunday? I'm going to start with the defensive side of the football. Look, they've been very opportunistic from the takeaway standpoint, but something they've gotten away with the last couple of weeks is the run defense. If you recall, you had to go all the way back to week four of last season when Frank Gore rushed for over 100 yards as a member of the San Francisco 49ers as the last time the Eagles gave up an individual 100-yard rusher. And then last week, Darren McFadden goes over 100 yards, so back-to-back -back games, so they need to be more gap sound. The other thing defensively, they need a better job of getting off the field in third-down situations. They allowed a 50% success rate against Dallas last Sunday for the season. They're 21st in the entire league, and if they're able to get off the field, you can avoid situations like Jordan Hicks suffering that season-ending pectoral injury, which happened after the Eagles allowed a fourth-down conversion late in the game. So defensively, I like what I've seen from this team so far, but two things I'm focused on, the run defense, they need to, to get back to where they were earlier in the season and getting off the field, especially in third-down situations, Dave. And, you know, on the offensive side of the ball, I think it's no mystery that everyone wants to know how can the Eagles start games more effectively. They've scored 10 points in the first quarter of eight games. They've struggled on first downs. They haven't converted on third downs. And I don't have an answer. I'm just asking, how do you get it better? You run the football, you take some shots down the field, you throw, throw the ball. Chip Kelly's tried everything. And if the Eagles can just come out and play a 60-minute game offensively and take a lead, imagine how different things will be for this football team. I'd also like to see the Eagles get more production from the wide receivers, not named Jordan Matthews, and that's Josh Huff. Hopefully Nelson Aguilar on the field this week. Riley Cooper and Miles Austin get those receivers involved. Some chunk plays would be really nice. I understand the run game is terrific, and you know the way that they've used Matthews and the way they've used Murray looks great. 
But what about down the field in the passing game? Here's why you should be optimistic about this Sunday. The Dolphins already lost their best pass rusher for the season in Cameron Wake, so he's out of the game. Now also Brent Grimes, Pro Bowl cornerback. He's not the player he used to be, so he's good at taking away the football from an interception standpoint, but he has been beat at times throughout the course of this season. Also, not the tallest corner, listed at only 5'10". You look at all the Eagles' big receivers, they should be able to win that matchup on yeah. the other side. And by the way, we would love to see a punter actually kick the football to Darren Sproles and give him an opportunity in the return game because, let's face it, there's nothing better in the NFL than watching Darren Sproles with a little bit of open room. I mean, he's just... Amazing feet, quickness, all that. Certainly, but I think that's the thing is teams respect exactly how yeah. good he is. One of the leaders in the fan ball or the Pro Bowl fan vote, I should say, when it comes to that position. So no question that Darren is one of the best in the league, and that's why he was given the respect of his peers as going to the Pro Bowl for the first time in his career a year ago. So that's going to do it for us talking about what we want to see from an improvement standpoint. Coming up next here on Eagles 360, my man here, Dave Spadaro, brings in the voice of the Eagles, Merrill Reese, for their weekly one-on-one -on -one interview, diving into Eagles-Dolphins. The tournament is there. You're here. And before you take the team's star midfielder from here to there, along with his entourage, you have some things to do, like finding a place to stay, getting an oil change, mapping out the best route. Yes. Are we there yet? No. Roadside assistance? Not today, but always on call. So wherever your journey takes you, AAA helps you get there. So everyone's a winner. Start your journey at AAA.com. to replenish. Lincoln Financial helps provide financial security for those who are always there for you. Because this is what you do for people you love. Take charge of your now at LincolnFinancial.com. Lincoln Financial, you're in charge. Time now to get a perspective from the voice of the Philadelphia Eagles. The great Merrill Reese joins me in our Xfinity studio. Merrill, we are... We're getting ready for the Miami Dolphins, but I do need to get your perspective on a great call, by the way. Jordan Matthews touchdown in overtime. Congratulations. Another classic. Classic, in your opinion, a classic Eagles-Cowboys game? Yeah, it was. It was a great game. It had everything. I mean, it had a big kickoff return that the Eagles didn't like, of course. It had uh, some big plays. It had great defensive plays. It had an amazing interception by Jordan Hicks. It, uh, it had an emergence of Sam Bradford really coming on strong playing a very good game. So I think there was a lot to this game. We've dissected this offense piece by piece throughout the season. They showed a lot, the offense, in the second half against Dallas. Does this game serve as the turning point for the offense? See, I, I go along with Chip Kelly's quote, and he said, it depends on what follows. If you go splat, 
know that it wasn't a turning point. If you take it from there and win and continue to show improvement, it could, looking back, have been the turning point. But uh, I think it's certainly a very, very healthy sign. And, and Sam, from start of the season to now, Merrill, where do you think he's improved the most? In his confidence, in his movement in the pocket, in his reaction time, in his, uh, by the authority with which he's throwing the football in, in almost every aspect of quarterback play. And the Eagles really, I'll tell you, Jordan Matthews, the way he bounced back, taking a lot of criticism early in the season, I, I always kind of felt that he would work hard enough to overcome the drops. I, I guess, Merle, I think he's the kind of kid who can accomplish anything with his work ethic, with his attitude. You know, an amazing, an amazing young man, Dave. I heard him speak with the media the other day, and he told them, he said, I don't read the newspapers. And he said, because I don't want to get that in my head. And, and then he turned to the writers and he said, because you guys have a job to do. And when I'm not playing well, it's your job to say that I'm not playing well. How many athletes are you ever going to hear tell the media, go ahead and rip me if you have to? And that's the kind of maturity. He said, I don't read it because I don't want to digest it. Think about it. But uh, he, he's a, an intelligent player. He's a terrific young man. And I think the, the ceiling for him is very, very high. He's only in his second season, Merrill. That's the amazing thing. This second, is a kid who's so mature beyond his years. Second season, Dave. And if, if all goes accordingly, and I, I keep my fingers crossed because in this profession, you never know, one wrong turn and you're out for the season, as Jordan Hicks found out. But he should end up this season as the Eagles' single-season receiving leader. Uh, the record right now for catches in a season actually was by a running back, Brian Westbrook, that's 90, and the most ever by a wide receiver was serving Friars 88. Yeah. Merle, listen, this running back situation through eight games, when you look at the numbers, the way the carries have been divided, are you pleased with how the ball's being distributed? I am. I am. I, I think that uh, it's influenced right now by the groin pull that Ryan Matthews has. Otherwise, I think he'd be carrying the ball more than he is right now. But I think that uh, they're doing well. How can you complain about the way that it worked out in Dallas with DeMarco Murray punishing his old team, Ryan Matthews providing a nice change of pace, and Darren Sproles always in there to, to do something special? Matthews and Murray combining for more than 1,000 yards, total offense, 10 touchdowns. They've done it all. On the defensive side of the ball, the loss of Jordan Hicks, Merrill. What a tremendous first half of the season for him. Uh, there are veterans here, however, to take the role. If you, I, I hate to say this, but if you have to lose somebody at a position, linebacker is probably where this team has quality depth. And I think D'Amico Ryans is just about ready to return to action. He's a defensive leader. I think Kiko Alonso is going to continue to show why he was uh, traded for and thought of so highly, a, a defensive rookie of the year a couple of years ago with the Bills. So I think, I think that's an area. And even if you have to go deeper in the depth chart, Najee Good can play quality football. Merrill, the Miami Dolphins come to town on Sunday. What concerned you about this game? Uh, there's always a concern because of the old quote on any given Sunday. Specifically... There's nothing that concerns me about the Miami Dolphins. If you look for the players who can have the greatest impact, it's the defensive tackles. And Dominican Sue, Earl Mitchell, these guys can crush a, a pocket and crush the person standing behind the pocket. They're great defensive players. And for you, Merrill, in a short week, any tough names on the Miami Dolphins roster? Um, one that I, they haven't even given us a, a, a key to. I have all the pronunciation guides. 
but one that was just re-added to the roster is Jay uh, Ajayji or something like that. Oh, you don't know the name? I think well, it's I, Ajay, Ajayji. Ajay. But I haven't seen that for sure. That is, well, we're going to have to listen. If I can on, spell it. <laughs> that doesn't help on Sunday during the game. Merrill Reese in studio feeling good, right, about Sunday Eagles. Feeling good about everything. Very good. Here, good to hear from Merrill Reese once again here. And we thank you for joining us in the studio here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. Catch holiday cookie cheer on the tip of your tongue with Dunkin' Donuts holiday cookie-flavored coffees, lattes, and macchiatos. Enjoy every sip of the new Snickerdoodle Macchiato. America runs on Dunkin'. I got tickets, metro tickets. You need a metro ticket. Talk to me, please. How do I even know these are real tickets? Yeah, you, you know, you just touch it. How do I know they're legit? Is the, this leather legit? I mean, how do we really know? It looks good, right? Is the metro paying you to do this? No, I'm paying myself. I got to oh, make that profit. Makes more sense. Does the baby need a metro ticket? I'll give her one on me. These tickets, they're not stealing your soul. You can look at them. Man, nobody wants to buy tickets from a guy on the street. I don't understand. When you get away from smartphones and video games and tablets, it's amazing what you can really plug into. This season, shop the brands you love, plus thousands of items on sale now. Sports Authority, all things sporting good. With Xfinity, stream your recordings anywhere or download them to your smartphone or tablet to watch when you're offline. Oh, man, that would be nice. Let's take it on the train. Awesome. Or on a plane. This will work in a plane. You can even watch on the moon. <laughs> Call or click today. Travel with Philadelphia Eagles players and alumni on Apple Vacations Beach Blitz. Go to applevacations.com slash eagles for more info. We're back. It's Eagles 360. Dave Spadaro, Chris McPherson. We saw the Eagles last week against the Dallas Cowboys with a newfangled offensive line. Lane Johnson at left tackle. Now, that could be the case this Sunday. We don't know that yet. Jay, Jason Peters limited a practice on Thursday. Our game plan crew, Mike Quick and Ike Reese, look at Lane Johnson, his NFL debut at the left tackle position, and what a success it was for the future left tackle. Well, is the future here now? If it is appears to be in very good hands. All right, Mike, the progress report brings us to Lane Johnson. 35 career starts on the right side, made his first career start at the left tackle position here. Going up against Greg Hardy, had a pretty good game. He had a really good game. And the offensive line in general, I played real well. But watch how well he gets that punch on Hardy, keeps him to the outside, and just rides him up past the quarterback keeping Sam Bradford safe in the pocket. Yeah, and often, you know, you single in on uh, Lane Johnson, and he's single blocking yeah. Greg Hardy. There's not a lot of double-team blocking over there, so watch him here, pass protection, yep. pocket's going to collapse. Uh, did a great job standing in front of him, but this is the security he's given Sam Bradford. You know, earlier Sam Bradford may have tried to 
escape the pocket, but he mm-hmm. stays in there. He's trusting his offensive line, delivers a nice third down throw to Jordan Matthews. Well, and you can tell the accuracy of Sam Bradford and just the way he's playing in the pocket. He has more confidence now in the way this offensive line is playing, regardless of who's in front of him, because they're mixing guys around, but still getting the protection that they need. We're going to watch him down here near the end zone. We're in a little bit of an unbalanced formation. You got three linemen over here. Lane's playing the tight end position. You got the tight end on the backside. Here's what I like about this play. He has a read block here. His job is to get him first here, and then once he sees this linebacker scraping to the outside, I like how he comes off the block, and then he picks up this edge and does a nice job of sealing it for Ryan Matthews. Great job on the combination blocks, and look at the receivers down the field. Now, you've got the alley, you've got the lane created by the big guys, but then on the back end, these guys have to do their job to make this a successful play, getting Matthews into the end zone. Just good all-around team blocking. Yeah. Offensive line did a great job this past week. They've been doing a great job over the last month. Yep. And I think Lane Johnson's performance in this last game was the standout performance of the offensive line. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Ike. Good stuff with Lane Johnson there. Great player. and. Really, really helped the Eagles last week, along with Dennis Kelly at right tackle. What's on the menu? Well, we've got our Amorosos on the menu segment for you. We've got Crunch Time, Chris McPherson with... Walter Thurmond. Walter Safety. Thurmond in studio. Excellent. I have my last word with Jordan Matthews. I hope you check that out. It's a Q&A with Matthews. A little unconventional stuff, but provocative. I enjoyed it very much, especially the motivation. What drives Jordan Matthews to be as good as he's been in his first two NFL seasons? And then Chris and I will talk about some key matchups ahead of Sunday's Eagles-Miami Dolphins game. For Chris McPherson, I'm Dave Spadaro. We thank you for joining us on Eagles 360. We come your way tomorrow at 5 o'clock. In the meantime, have yourselves a great Eagles day.